Hi, I'm Flory Clark, a fourth year student at Cambridge, and I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Lucy and record a podcast about some of the issues vet students feel are really important to us at the moment. We had a chat about how most students feel when we graduate and on EMS, our equine skills aren't quite at the same level as those we have in small animals, and about difficulties of getting hands-on experience on EMS. We also talked about how then students and vets can tackle these issues together so new graduates have the confidence that employers expect. Hopefully that sounds interesting and if you do decide to give it a listen, I really hope you enjoy it. Hi, welcome to another episode of Beaver Pod Life. Today I've got with me Florrie Clark. Hi Florrie. Hi. Florrie's a fourth year Cambridge vet student who is vice president of BSEVA and also president of the Cambridge Veterinary Society. Thank you for coming today, Florrie. Um, could you break the ice by telling me a fun fact about yourself? <laughs> sure. Um, so I guess the fact that always seems to get everyone is that I used to have three pet ducks who were called Gary, Derek and Nigel. <laughs> I love those names. <laughs> I hope you chose them yourself. <laughs> I don't know where we got them from. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for coming today. So I'm interested to hear, and I'm sure the others listening, about students and what concerns you guys at the moment, because we're aware that equine mm. is not always the most attractive field of veterinary medicine to enter. And we're really interested to know why that is. Could you tell us a bit about what your concerns are? Um. I think there are the more obvious concerns like EMS being hard to get, but that's, you know, a pretty common, commonly like well-known one. Um, but I think having talked to people in the last few days that some of the more like pressing, I guess, concerns about people entering the industry are like graduating with a lack of confidence and generally like a lack of skills as well. Um, and then also maybe some reports of, or experiences of some clinicians being maybe a little less than nice to um the students as well when they're on their EMS placements, I think makes people quite wary of going on. And why do you think that's different to smallies? I mean, there's the obvious thing that equine is a smaller profession compared to smallies. So there's there's a lot fewer of us, I suppose, and a lot fewer practices, etc. It's a smaller world. But why do you think that equine suffers from these things more than small animal? Um I think a lot of the the university teaching is kind of is focused towards small animal like we do a lot more skills in small animal um and I guess in in equine you've always got kind of got that difficulty especially on EMS of if the client's there you're less likely to be able to do things like that or literally the the sheer value of the animal often is enough to to scare a lot of people off, like wanting to to try clinical skill, um, like I wouldn't put myself forward for for like practicing a skill on something that's worth millions of pounds. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely a, a a common theme, isn't it? I think it's you're often got clients as well, haven't you? Hanging around and sort of looking over your shoulder, the owners of the horses, and there's far fewer opportunities, perhaps because there's more ambulatory work in the first opinion side so you're not sort of able to go and take blood from the dog or the cat behind behind the consult room at the back of the practice um so that does lead to a lack of sort of opportunities um equine's being sort of squeezed from the curriculum quite a lot at a lot of the universities um so i guess there's more reliance on learning skills during ems um 
when you when you've been out to do some of your EMS placements, um, you know what's what's made it the best EMS placement versus perhaps what you've heard from others, particularly um, made it the worst experiences. What sort of makes that difference? Um, I think just being included in conversations with the clients, like even things as small as being introduced to the client and being like, this is Flory. She's a vet student, you know, just making like feeling included with the conversation and maybe not like I'm a complete hindrance to the process. Um, and then being able to do simple skills, like maybe like the clinical exam or even just like holding a difficult pony, things like that, just to start off with, just like getting involved in the process in any way, like having really low level skills, actually, that if you get confident in those, then you're ready to then try the next one and really like build confidence that way rather than jumping straight in to do like IV injections or something that's scary. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I was saying that I had a really... I, I've been having a really good experience. I do full sitting at Rossdale's, um, which is just, I'm like just basically nursing the neonatal foals. And I've had the best time. I'm basically with the nurses the whole time who have been absolutely lovely and have been so willing. Like I came knowing nothing and have in a, the space of about two weeks have taught me so much. I get basically a new skill every time I go. I feel really confident you know, giving, even with things that I guess vets might think are really, really small, like just giving NG tube fees, giving oral meds. Um, and I think it's been a really, really good confidence building, you know, exercise, I guess. And nurses are particularly good, aren't they? I mean, we, we know that in the profession, you know, nurses are some of the best teachers <laughs> in the practices. And so, you know, being able to be in a clinical hospital environment, which as we've said, is less, um, less available in equine because of a lot of equine works done on the road. Um, so making the use of those hospitals and clinics for EMS placements does enable you to be part of the team a bit more and are surrounded by multiple people rather than just stuck in the car with one vet, you know, see, mm. seeing sort of one case every 20 minutes or every hour even, you know, you're going to see a lot more at a hospital, aren't you? So the value of those externships presumably is really good. Do you feel like... Um, that the how practices use externs could be improved so obviously Rostell's did a really good job by the sounds of it of, of, of helping you out how how would you like to see externships be improved in other practices perhaps where that's not quite so quite so well done yeah um I think I mean it's kind of the same as before just um being nice and being understanding that actually that if we don't have the skills you're expecting, it's often not our fault. It's because we haven't been taught them. We're as equally frustrated as you that we we don't have that skill. Um, like I would love to be able to do half the things are being asked of me. And then just giving us, yeah, the small opportunities wherever they they are, because that's kind of one of the only ways we really get a lot of those skills is from EMS placements. Um and, you know, that's the only way we really get ready for, for you know, graduating and practicing on day one, I think. Yeah, you're relying really heavily, aren't you, on your EMS placements, basically, to get any yeah. of those skills. And I think maybe we forget that as vets in practice or, um, you know, even some of the nurses may, may forget it at times that actually your placements are massively valuable to you. And like mm. you say, just mixing up 
the next lot of meds for inpatients or, you know, helping hold horses, handling them, getting eye meds in, simple things, I suppose, to the average vet and nurse are actually really, really important skills for you guys because you won't necessarily get to do all those things in your universities. Yeah, things that are just so simple, like clipping for surgery, like letting me literally just draw up a medicine, like not even give it, just draw it up. (laughs) Um, Especially in front of a client, just like having that confidence to be just using my hands and doing practical skills, I guess. But I I get at the same time, it's, it's really hard for practices. And I think that that's the tough thing is that you know, you've got the owner there, the animal's worth a lot. So you don't really want students, you know, practically experimenting on what clinical skills they can and can't do because at the end of the day, you guys are responsible. Um, so I think that's the really hard point. And like, I, I do recognize that it's tough on you guys as well. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good point. You know, it's, it's trying to work together, isn't it? And like you say, if you, you've mentioned the word confidence there, and I think that's key, you know, clients perhaps aren't going to be as keen for students to, to practice skills on their horses um, when they're out and about, um, particularly where you've got a lot of high value commercial operations, you know, racing or high end sports horse. But, um, you know, being around those situations, like you say, picking up, dealing with those maybe slightly trickier clients, if you like, you know, racehorse trainers or, you know, professional riders, you know, which have a notorious reputation. You don't even need to be necessarily doing the clinical work, you know, watching it's fab, but actually absorbing that environment is still valuable, isn't it? So there's, yeah, there's watching, value in all the experiences. If you yeah, like. watching someone have that like difficult conversation, I think, you know, I'm not trying to say that we should be doing clinical skills all the time on EMS. Like it's equally, it is equally rewarding watching someone have a really difficult conversation. I mean, in small animal practice, that's also where I've actually learned the most and taken the most away. And again, watching other people do clinical skills and, or just being allowed to ask a lot of questions. Like I know, I know a lot of vets are very busy and very stressed, but asking, you know, oh, where did you put your left hand? You know, why are you doing that is also really useful because it means that maybe one day when I do that skill, I'm a bit more confident to do it because I've had the opportunity to ask questions about it. Yeah, definitely. And when you when you graduate, so if we talk about people mm. coming to graduate and, and hoping to go into their equine profession, you know, getting their first job, you've hit the nail on the head, really. Like we perhaps need to lower our expectations of what a graduate is going to be able to do with regards to equine work versus small animals. So you were saying that maybe, you know, someone going to their first small animal job will be potentially spaying a bitch or you know doing much more complicated surgeries and doing a lot of things on their own as well whereas in equine we've got to not expect that level by any means haven't we and so therefore be prepared to do a bit more mentoring a bit more coaching a bit more teaching and handholding um on both sides right so mm-hmm. practices need to be need to be prepared to do that for new graduates yeah i think it's um just being realistic and maybe remembering the skills you might have graduated with but um you know and I again I understand it's frustrating for vets it's not your job to teach us it's the university's job um so I understand the frustration that comes with that but I think it's up to the universities to change that really yeah and I think they're struggling aren't they I guess I'm sure there's pressures all over the place with curriculums and things but I think you're right if we can if we can accept that it's slightly the nature of the beast of our particular part of the industry, that equine, you're not going to have those skills. Then, yeah. 
uh, from a practice point of view, an employer's point of view, recognising that investing in those new graduates really heavily, even if it's in that first year or first six months or whatever, you know, really intensively mentoring them and helping them to grow that confidence, like you say, will enable them to spread their wings a lot sooner. Whereas if you don't do that critical bit with the new grad, I imagine it's really easy to lose your confidence and just end up leaving the equine profession, which is what we're seeing happen, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, I mean, I I was talking to someone earlier today and, you know, who was, who would be an excellent equine vet. Everyone thought she was going to do equine and she's just got a job in smalls um, because she just, you know, it's feeling more confident. It's been like, actually, well, at the end of the day, I have more skills in smalls and I feel more confident going into that job. Um, So I think you really do need that, that mentoring because, you know, otherwise you're just going to fall back into what you're comfortable with um yeah and understandably yeah understandably change tap potentially and of course we know we need more people i think in equine i think that's not not no no secret so i suppose therein sort of lies the problem really we just we need to understand that there's a difference between smallies and equine they're not comparable are they i suppose you could look at it that way couldn't you they're very different fields to enter and you're going to be much further behind as it were relatively when you graduate in your in your equine knowledge and skill sets or not so the knowledge but certainly the hands-on skill set so therefore we just need to be better prepared for that I think within the practices within the systems I think it it links into the problem I was talking about earlier with you know reports of students kind of maybe being like shouted at a bit and not having good experiences on EMS that actually I think a lot of that stems from vets feeling frustrated that we don't have these skills Um, and kind of you know when you're stressed and you're in this like crazy environment that's how your frustration presents itself as you know you shout at the person who does something wrong which is nearly always the student but um yeah I think it's just respecting that we're equally upset and frustrated. We don't have that skill and we haven't managed to do it either. Yeah. I think that's maybe the link between the two issues and it's probably already interconnected. Yeah, exactly that. It's all associated stuff, isn't it? And I suppose from from a sort of, from our point of view, you know, at Beaver and those that are out in practice and have graduated and are employing new grads and having EMS students come come to see practice with them, what would you like them to sort of concentrate on? We know that they're, you know, Beaver's got a leg up scheme to try and help these four to five year graduates. We've got internship awareness programs to try and improve the quality of internships and what people are, how they're treated, but how they're taught and how they're looked after. Um, what sort of messages would you like to put out there really? Like how how can we better meet in the middle and make this work for everyone involved? Yeah. Um... Well, I, I think it's just a, you know, a lot of what I've said already of just trying to be sympathetic to, um, to you know, the the lack of skills that we inevitably do graduate with or, you know, have on EMS placements and just letting us do the little things where they, you know, where we can, um, you know, as little as like trotting a horse up for you, so things like that. Just getting the tiniest bit of hands-on experiences, I, I think, is really is really useful and yeah I think that's the main thing I I think students want 
want vets to know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're exactly that. They're they're not expecting the moon on a stick. They they want a nice gentle introduction and then and a and a comfortable and reassuring. Yeah, I'm not turning up on EMS and expecting to be like, yeah, I'm going to do a colic surgery state like by myself <laughs> um, or whatever. I, it's the little things actually I think that really help build confidence. So encouraging students to to do those, I think it would be really really helpful. Yeah, it's more of a slow burn, I suppose you could say. Mm-hmm. You like the the early years of your of your equine career, you're going to have to accept that you're got to got to take a little bit longer to get to that point. But actually, confidence is everything, and I think you to be worth it. Yeah, you said that so much. It's beneficial for the practice. It's beneficial for us. I think investing that time. Yeah, supporting that. Yeah, supporting each other and, and and helping each other, and I think there are practices doing more and more of this now. But things like ambulatory internships and buddying up, you know, going out with a with a more experienced vet for you know weeks or months, even some people are doing that and sort of helping. Yeah, help that's great. That's exactly the right idea. I think. Yeah, don't just get chucked in the deep end, like you say. It's much easier to to swim in the deep end of small animal, I think, because yeah. you've got people around you in a clinic, and you know you've probably experienced so much more already by the time of graduation. But in equine, it's not as easy to survive being chucked in the deep end, and you shouldn't expect people to either. Yeah, exactly. Just take the pressure off <laughs> yeah thank you so much for talking to us Florrie and I hope we've given sort of everyone out there a little bit of food for thoughts for the next time when they've got an EMS student sitting with them in the car or, or you know scrubbing up ready to do a colic and um and also you know employing new graduates or recent graduates you know we all need to perhaps be a little bit kinder and be prepared to help help a bit more and, and build that person up rather than assume they've got it all under their belt already that would be ideal <laughs> thanks Laurie hope to speak to you again soon thank you good luck your years thank you